0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Live a Little, this crazy little podcast about everything and nothing. I'm Pete Pranica, TV voice of the Memphis Grizzlies. He's Greg Graber, educator and mindfulness guru and uh, stateside traveler to uh, college basketball programs everywhere. And so, uh, hey, this is a milestone episode. This is episode 20 of this crazy little podcast. Of
1: men bitching. Old men
0: bitching. No, 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 no. We're not We're not going to... Old gonna... men
1: yelling at clouds? No, no. Old men saying, get off my porch? No.
0: Old guys, and I even take umbrage at the word old. We so. are seasoned. We are we're married. We are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are seasoned, perceptive men commenting on the issues of the day. That's really what this podcast is all about. We talk about the issues of the day. We give you a mindful moment. We talk about what's going on in the world, what's going on in our lives. We've got some recommendations, and yes, we do, we we do have grievances because we are who we are and our BS meter is fairly, fairly sensitive. It's, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Like
1: our moral compass is somewhat flexible. Yeah.
0: Our, I like that. It, our it's BS it's like, meter is uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like people say, you know, they've got gadar that they know yeah. when somebody you know yeah. yeah. So in any event, this is episode twenty. That's a long way a very, very long, tortured, ridiculous introduction to uh, episode twenty. And I'm gonna I'm gonna plead for the fact that I didn't get back to the house till two thirty this morning. Thank, thanking uh, the weather in Dallas where we had to actually de-ice a plane.
1: It's interesting. We both had flying weather issues in different parts of Texas. Yeah, yeah. You
0: were in Houston. I was in Dallas. Yeah. So uh, so we've got that. But um, well, what, what's, I'm going to start with you. What, what's going on? Cause, I've got uh, you, a couple you, things. I would okay.
1: be remiss if I did not commemorate this historic moment between Holly and me. Uh, Congratulations. 20, thank you. 20 years ago was our first date. We've been
0: together ever since. Nice. And Holly is a lucky lady. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. And you're a lucky man as well. Very much so. Okay. That, that's it? That, that, no, I got I mean, that's a, okay. It's a big thing. Okay. That's, that's
1: a really big thing. 20 it's a, years it's a, with me? Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. You've known me <laughs> a little more than half than that, probably. And
0: <laughs> you're still my friend. I, 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 I'm trying to survive 20 episodes of this podcast with <laughs> you.
1: Uh, what else is going on? Uh, Arsenal is not playing well at all. We cannot seem to score a goal. No. We've no. bottled it in December. Once again, it's depressing. We don't want to get too much into that. I want to give Cameron Kenley a shout-out. Okay. Came and spoke to our students at Lausanne. Outstanding individual. Former college football player at Navy. Mm-hmm. Captain of the team. Student body president. is senior. Uh, Lausanne great Really is into the mental game. We worked a lot together, and he was a big hit with the students and the faculty, and we always loved to see him. And, Cameron, I really appreciate you doing that.
0: Good, good. Wow, classic underachiever.
1: Yes. (laughs) Captain of the Navy football team. Yeah. There was an article, uh, I think it was in the Washington Post a few years ago, sort of liking him to being the next Obama type. Wow. Not so much from a political perspective, but just – just an outstanding
0: young leader. Mm. So. Checked all the boxes. Cool, cool. Well, as I mentioned, I, I, you, that's it. Or do you have uh, more? For
1: right now, i got a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> you want me to just spew it all at no, once? No, no, I don't to, know. Like, well, are they, gonna, are they grievances? Or, of, like, or, uh, or? All kinds. Grievances, mindful moments, Okay. Well, we're, we're things gonna, going on. Well, there was a, there's a really cool mural in Argentina okay. commemorating the World Cup. It's somewhat odd though is Conan O'Brien in the middle? Do you see
0: this? He <laughs> did not see on this. one
1: side. He he's like Jesus, really big. Right, uh-huh. His arms are held out. In one hand he has Messi, and the other one the Pope. Conan O'Brien in Argentina. I don't really get the connection though. I don't either. That's very Irish guy from Massachusetts.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there's that. Hey, did you know Conan O'Brien has a podcast? We're not we're not oh, the yeah. only ones with a podcast called Joy, I think, right? No, no, no. No. Um oh, that's, that's Craig, Craig Ferguson. Ferguson. No, yeah. no. Uh, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, and he's got he's got like a round table of people to help him with his podcast. We don't. It's just you and me and yeah. Um, okay, like I said, got back very very early this morning. Uh 2.30, I think I got back to the house, because uh, 7.30 game in Dallas last night. Grizzlies sweep a three-game road trip against the Lakers, the Suns, and the Dallas Mavericks. So that means that the Grizzlies beat, and they did play, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic. And the Grizzlies only had John Moran for one of those games. Wow. And unfortunately, will not have John Moran for the rest of the season. Torn labrum in his right shoulder, and so uh, he'll undergo surgery. Uh, they're trying to figure out, you know, the best course of action with who's actually going to perform the surgery, and uh, they expect that he would make a full recovery in advance of next season. But obviously, that that's a huge blow. Um, we knew something was was a little amiss because he was listed as questionable before the Phoenix game. And they said, well, he'll try to go through some pregame warmups, which he never came out on the floor. And he sat on the bench with a sling. And it was originally said that it was shoulder soreness. And they're like, he's got a sling. You know, that, that just, it just seemed, you know, a, a, bit, a bit strange, but certainly a conservative way to treat it. If you have a sore shoulder, put it in a sling, immobilize it, get it. But then they did an MRI and realized that there was a, a tear in the labrum which it's interesting how many MDs apparently we have on X, you know, <laughs> well, criticizing. He them. is X, though. I mean, <laughs> if he doesn't have a lot of MDs on that team, then, you know what I mean? <laughs> he, he, he deserves them. He needs them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the, the fact of the matter is is that, you know, people, people always want to say, like like with my back, okay, and, and listeners, you already know that I have a, a herniated disc in my back. It's not one event. That causes these things. It's not, there wasn't one thing that caused his labrum to tear, but I think with John Moran and, and and you know Greg obviously you know familiar with Derrick Rose and U of M basketball. A lot of people were concerned about John Morant because of how athletic he is and how much he reminded people of Derrick Rose. Because they're explosive. Type, they're explosive-type yeah. players. And so there were there were some worries about, you know, is John Morant going to go down the road of Derrick Rose where there are going to be a lot of injuries because he's so explosive and so athletic? And and, and and maybe that is part of it because the way he can cock the arm back on a dunk and, you know, playing basketball at, at the very uh, athletic and aggressive level that he does, you know, that, that may have contributed to it. But it, it, there wasn't like one moment where the labrum tears that's not the way these things work although that seems to be the way a a lot of people seem to think that it 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 does go so would a physio ever tell a guy of
1: jaw's stature don't cock the arm back like that when you dunk how does that work and i'm being sincere
0: i'm not i think well i think you can you can tell them but in in the heat of the moment and in the competition and you want to show off and you want to smash a dunk on victor Wembanyama. You're, yeah, John's not thinking about. Well, let's see. My labrum might be. You know, yeah. you're not. You're not, yeah. you're not thinking. But that, that way. could make you more hesitant in the future when you go up. I would think so. I would think so. And I'm sure, as part of the rehabilitation process, they'll talk to him and say, you know, you you mm. may need to adjust your game a little bit. But we'll we'll see how all that plays out. I'd like to see how that conversation goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. And and the funny thing is, after after his rookie year, I did talk with one of the physios, and I I I said, God, you know, he's so slight, and all the pounding he takes. And this particular physio said, you have no idea how much strength is in that body. Wow. So he's like, he's not frail by any stretch of the imagination. And when you think of the shots that Ja has made where he lifts off, he hangs, he's like suspended in midair. The defender comes over. The defender has the shot well defended. Morant is on his way down and yet still has the strength to get the ball not just to the rim, but into the basket, I think speaks to the tremendous amount of core strength that he has. And it speaks to the dedication that he has invested in working on his body. But the bottom line is, you know, there are there are certain tissues that just don't <laughs> respond real well. Um, and in this case, it, it happened to be the labrum in the right shoulder. Well, so, you,
1: you look at the opposite
0: body type, like in,
1: I think it's called an ectomorph, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like
0: Zion. Yeah,
1: He's prone to injury, though. He's prone for the to, opposite reason, because right. He's so big
0: because he's so big. And is there is there like a worse combination? But Zion Williamson and New Orleans. I, I, mean, I mean, beignets. <laughs> yeah, I see your pictures down. There. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, when you're down you gotta, there. Gotta, gotta yeah. have beignets. Yeah, that, that's just a really really. Etouffee. I mean, there's just yeah. no escape. Margaritas. Yeah, whatever. It, there's there's a bad uh, bad combination. It's the seafood diet. I seafood. I eat it. Uh, this is one other thing I, I, I want to touch on, and this could almost fall into grievances, but I, I don't want to put it there. But have you been following the Pat McAfee, Aaron Rodgers? So thing? actually, yeah,
1: I, I've thought of you, and I, and I mean this sincerely. What, because I know you love your Green Bay Packers, but why are their quarterbacks just rotten individuals? <laughs> That's a and r- it, really good. Favre question. was terrible with uh, the volleyball right. scandal, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. he's done some stuff that was it against charities or something like that. And now there is uh, just Aaron Rodgers with his bizarre anti-vax stuff right. and calling out Jimmy Kimmel as being on Epstein Island. Um, what's with your guys? I, it's I, I don't know. Is I, it Green I, Bay or no? It's
0: not Green Bay because you think of Bart Starr, who's like one yeah, of the okay. classiest gentlemen in in the history of the world. <laughs> going way back there, but yeah, yeah we're, yeah, we're we're going way back. But um, the the thing with Favre, I mean, Favre was always a little bit of a loose cannon. Anyway, with the pills, and there was a, with the pills. There was a penis picture. Yeah, right? when, when he went to the Jets, and he was hitting on one of the former cheerleaders and, and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I don't know where Aaron Rodgers is like, totally gotten off. He just seems like a,
1: a terrible human being.
0: Well, why do you think it's—look, well, all the relationships that he has been through with these beautiful women who apparently have something— you know, with it, which may be why they're not with him anymore. Um, and also why his people is why do you think Aaron Rodgers family doesn't want to have anything to do with him? And because it's gotten so incredibly crazy. And so for, for listeners, for those of you who don't know, so Aaron Rodgers has been criticized by Jimmy Kimmel because Aaron Rodgers during COVID said, I was inoculated, not vaccinated. Uh, you know, claim that, you know, Anthony Fauci didn't know what he was talking about and COVID wasn't really all that. Because um, I, I want a
1: quarterback's opinion on medical issues. Oh, absolutely. Of absolutely.
0: Say- but but see, he portrays himself as the smartest guy in the room. Now, he went to Cal. Did he actually go to class at Cal? Would he have qualified academically for Cal? I don't know. And for a period of time, kind of his cerebral approach to to football was 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 kind of charming instead of kind of, you know, maybe, maybe the knucklehead... Uh, view of it but then now he, he so he links up with Pat McAfee who has moved to ESPN who has a has signed a massive contract as ESPN was letting all kinds of people go Um, Now he's at odds with them, though. Well, yeah, because McAfee now is criticizing some of the executives that are responsible for him even having a show on ESPN. um, And he's not taking anything back. But for years, even before McAfee was on ESPN, he had his own YouTube channel and he would have Aaron Rodgers on. Well, he was paying Aaron Rodgers for those appearances. And part of the reason I think Aaron was there is because McAfee's co-host is A.J. Hawk, who played with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And Aaron Rodgers, he, he's just gone so far with the, you know, the, the the psychedelic tea and the retreats and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. should be the next president. And, you know, going so far as to say that the uh, hearings in the House of Representatives on UFOs were a way to distract us from the release of the Epstein files of all the people who were allegedly, you know, with him and doing uh Inappropriate and salacious things, uh, you know, and it's like, why, why are you even going there? I mean, why should you even care about? Is, is the, he the rehabbing
1: his injury? I mean, is he saying he's going to come back? Or well,
0: and that was out? the other crazy thing too. So he tears his Achilles four plays into the season, and he's saying, "I'm going to come back faster than anybody, and I'm going to come back and play," you know, in, in week twelve or, or or whatever it was. And it's like none of this none of this makes any sense, but. Long way around is that Kimmel has skewered him for, you know, all the conspiracy theories that he has been spewing. And so Rogers comes back a couple of weeks ago and he says, well, I I see that they're going to release the Epstein list. Jimmy Kimmel better hope he's not on it. And uh, I may be popping some champagne. Well, you start adding two and two and you see four that he's hoping that Kimmel is on the list or suggesting that Kimmel will be on the list and Aaron Rodgers will be vindicated because Jimmy Kimmel was on this list. It's a major problem with that. Number one, Jimmy Kimmel's not on the list. Number two, you're, you're liable for libel when you say stuff like that. And oh, by the way, Jimmy Kimmel's show is owned by Disney. Let's see. Pat McAfee's show's on ESPN owned by Disney. Wow. And Rogers is being paid to be on an ESPN show owned by Disney. You have two Disney, you know, and then Walt Disney is spinning in his grave. Well, yeah, that's that goes without saying. And so, in any event, Rogers comes back on and he doubles down. Like I never said he was going to be on the list. You know, refuses to apologize, refuses to, to apologize, his. to walk it back. And I guess last night, Kimmel devoted like seven and a half minutes of his monologue to to just skewering Aaron Rodgers, where he said the only A's that Aaron Rodgers got on his report card were the two A's in the word Aaron uh, the, <laughs> among the among the barbs that he launched his way. And now it was announced earlier today that. uh at least for the rest of the football season, Aaron Rodgers will no longer be a guest on the Pat McAfee Show. So it's, you know, and it, what, what bothers me a long way around, not even talking about the crazy Packer quarterbacks, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. By the way, if anybody wants an Aaron Rodgers jersey, I do have one. I'm happy to give it away. Signed? No, it's not. Signed. I might sell it. I mean, okay,
1: never mind. I'm <laughs> good. Sell it. No, You're really going to give it away? Why don't we
0: burn it? We do a video for this podcast. Yeah, that would be. That we'll burn an Aaron Rodgers jersey. Um, but the, but the bottom line is, is uh, you know, the media has gotten so crazy with just grabbing attention rather than talking about meaningful issues um, and having thoughtful dialogue. I feel like as long as you have
1: people who are going to listen to this garbage, they're going to keep peddling it out there. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which you know, I mean, like Joe
1: Rogan is another example. Right. Think of that because Aaron Rodgers. But the Aaron
0: Rodgers is with him as well. Yeah. See, and I really just because you
1: hear something on Joe Rogan doesn't make it true. No,
0: no. And I never really had an issue with McAfee. McAfee was kind of frat house, frat house humor. Which which is fine, and they're talking about sports, and he has some good takes, and he's fun and he's entertaining. But it's when you go this far afield where you bring in an NFL quarterback, and he's talking about Jeffrey Epstein's list, and hoping that a comedian that has skewered him is going to be on said list. I mean, just if you look at the list
1: and the people on the list, Kimmel doesn't belong on that list. He's not hanging out with no. Clinton or Trump or uh alan dershowitz or some of those people that are
0: on the list no like no. it's
1: it's not even it's nonsensical no to but, even but, suggest but 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 that
0: does that doesn't stop aaron Rodgers. i'm i'm done talking about aaron Rodgers. seriously if anybody wants a, an aaron Rodgers jersey it, it's going to the curbs if you want it fine you can have it I is don't this care. gonna
1: hurt his standing with fans do you think in the grand scheme of things
0: have you seen him on a state farm commercial uh anytime lately I but mean, I, but his, I just his, mean the way his, that his he's post-
1: revered by Packer Nation. Will, will uh, that taint? Or the, oh, absolutely, it will. Absolutely, it will. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Packer Packer fans have no use for Brett Favre. You know, for for you know what he has become. I mean, yeah. they retired the jersey, and there's the Love Fest because he comes back. But just the way that he has handled himself,
1: you know, and and so Rodgers as well. You think will not go down as? Like I, I mean, a eventually, eventually
0: they're going to retire number twelve. Mm-hmm. In, in in Green Bay, which obviously you have to do because I will tell you this, as much as I despise what Aaron Rodgers has become as this media celebrity wannabe, he has been my favorite NFL football player to watch in person. The talent is absolutely- So can you separate
1: the two? It's almost like when there's an artist and you know, let's like take R. Kelly, mm-hmm. terrible human being. Pedophile. I think he's in jail probably now. Can you still appreciate his music if you were an R. Kelly fan or Wagner, who was a Nazi?
0: Yeah, Cry of the Valkyries, right? Yeah, yeah. You appreciate the talent, but you you don't like the person. You, I mean, there. You still appreciate the art.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can you can compartmentalize the emotion from it.
0: Yeah, because what he's doing now has nothing to do with his bil- his ability as a football player other than his ability at, as a football player has now given him a platform with Pat McAfee to say stupid stuff.
1: Are you okay with people who are done with him, even appreciating him as a football player just because yeah. of their yeah. sensibilities? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, and, and, and like I said, I, I grud- grudgingly respect yeah. what an amazing football player he has been. And I mean, really and truly, he is one of the great quarterbacks of our era, but the, just the way that he's like – and certainly, when you think about it, he has ruined his post-football life in a lot of ways. Obviously, State Farmers dropped him. There was a lot of thought that once Aaron Rodgers retired that, you know, CBS or Fox mm-hmm. or somebody would put him in their in their booth or, or at an announce table. Tony Romo type. That's not going to happen. And, you know, look, you look at a guy like Troy Aikman who – you know, was with America's team and won Super Bowls there and what he has gone on and what he has become as a businessman. He's, he's uh, developed a, a brand of beer. He's been a very successful analyst with Joe Buck for, I think, like 20 years now. Um, as long as you and Holly have been together, by the way, um, you know, that's like how you do post-football life. You don't do Post post football life by being on a show with Pat McAfee and coming he up with just, all this crazy
1: stuff. Yeah, don't be a schmuck. Yeah,
0: don't be. A, words to live by. Don't be a schmuck. Okay, enough. Night, I, 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 that's enough that's about Aaron Rodgers. God, we given Aaron Rodgers way too much airtime. Uh, give me give me some recommendations. You've been you've been traveling yet? Food I recommendations? Have. I do. So
1: I was in Houston. I picked a great weekend to go when the National Football Championship was there, of course. <laughs> and then they had really bad weather. I mm-hmm. got stuck there couple days. Uh, I'll go into that for my mindful moment. Okay. Something good came out of that, so I don't want to give that story away. Okay. First night in, Sunday night in Houston, I ate at the Intercontinental Hotel. Okay. Which was next to the dump where I was staying. No offense, (laughs) Rice, but it's all there was because of the football game. Right, right. I had I love lamb. Do you like lamb? I like lamb, I don't love it. How but. can you not love it? It's like the best. That was a rhetorical question. Oh, okay. Best I was supposed ever. to answer. Okay. A lamb shank biryani. Really good. It was outstanding. Mhm. Uh, just wonderful. Mhm. So that's a recommendation if you're ever in Houston, okay. stop by there. The Intercontinental. Another recommendation I have, shifting gears a little bit. Really good podcast that I've listened to, I don't know, 10 or 12 years. Rich Roll, R-O-L-L, never Mm -hmm. heard of him. No. He was a a famous uh, triathlete, like an ultra athlete. But his podcast, he really has a diverse, eclectic group of people who he brings on every week. He's an outstanding interviewer. It's it's really interesting, Pete, because we often talk about how we live in this age of distraction with short attention spans. His is kind of old fashioned, long form interviewing. A lot of good stuff on wellness, well-being, uh, mental performance, that kind of stuff. Highly recommend them. I'm still doing Dry January.
0: Okay, Thank I noticed you much.
1: Feels good. I'm sleeping well. Uh, a little more energy. A little more alert. Not that I necessarily drink too much, but what made me think of that is Rich this week is interviewing a gentleman that's talking about the benefits of. Either being dry or being sort of semi-dry, right? Um, alcohol. I forget the gentleman's name who was interviewing though. It's very interesting. Is a neural
0: neurotoxin, right? It's
1: poison, mm-hmm. basically.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, listener, if, if you hear a siren in the background, three thirty. Mem- it's three thirty on Wednesday in Memphis. <laughs> I don't know. Civil why. defense. Civil defense Fantastic. warning. Just just in case. You used to do
1: it on Saturdays at noon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I- anyway,
1: Rich Roll, a really cool individual great podcast his they're from california but his wife julie she goes by Shrumati, i think is is her name she's like a sort of a mindfulness teacher okay like yours truly mm-hmm. she has a vegan cheese shop in concourse okay so worth checking check out it also. out okay gonna run the whole gamut from vegan cheese to triathlons yeah
0: okay well i've got a food recommendation too and i have i'd never ever 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 heard of this place ike's love and sandwiches sounds good for some reason and we really can't figure out a reason other than maybe the seahawks were staying at one of the resorts we normally stay at in phoenix we ended up staying at a hotel in tempe and Perfectly fine Omni Hotel in Tempe, brand new, right smack dab in the middle of campus on University Avenue. Great property, love it, fantastic. A lot of stuff within walking distance, and usually on a game day, I'm not looking for a sit-down meal. I, I'll eat a late lunch, maybe like a two, because I'm getting on the bus at like maybe four, four fifteen, something like that, to go to the arena, and. Uh, I mean, and I do Potbelly an awful lot. I'm probably one of the few. Is that a good place? I see them all over. Potbelly's fantastic. If you like warm sandwiches, Mm -hmm. they're absolutely amazing. And I might be one of the few Potbelly rewards members that is earning rewards and there isn't a Potbelly in in Memphis. But in any event, they're they're toasted sandwiches, basically. If you love Firehouse subs. Oh, I do love Firehouse. Yeah, it's, it's basically the same thing. So anyway, you know, pot belly is like firehouse, heated sandwiches, warm sandwiches. Whatever you want to say. So I, but you know, I there was no potbelly actually in, in downtown Tempe. There was a Jimmy John's, which I go to Jimmy John's. Um, is that
1: toasted bread too? No,
0: Jimmy John's are they're cold sandwiches. Okay. All their sandwiches are cold. Um, so obviously, so you know, you, you put in the the magic phone sandwich shop, and it says Ike's loving sandwiches, like. What Sounds heck? like
1: a soul food place. Uh, it's well, not that you'd find one in Arizona, but I mean,
0: no, no. But in any event, I had one of the best sandwiches I have ever had in my life.
1: What kind of sandwich?
0: Um, they, they do a lot of things that they name after baseball players and athletes and famous people. I had a Paul Rubin, which was Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> yeah, pastrami, purple slaw which gives it a little bit of crunch and a little bit of flavor It's uh-huh. very cool swiss cheese french dressing and what they call dirty sauce i don't know what's in dirty sauce
1: is that paul rubin the baseball player or could could be paul rubin PB the base- Urban it, well paul rubin that's paul
0: rubin's i was going to say you
1: don't want his dirty sauce Everybody No, he did that time. no
0: no but um yeah cuz like there's a Madison bumgarner and you know so there are all those it was an amazing sandwich. And if you are in Arizona, California, Colorado, Nevada, Texas, or Utah. Look at you. You've
1: got this thing. I did the yeah.
0: research. Well, I, I didn't know if it was a one-off. But what was funny is, um, so I'm finishing my sandwich, and I notice Katie Babcock, our assistant athletic trainer, who... You know, used to live on the West Coast, and she's at the counter. And I said, have you been to one of these before? He says, oh, yeah, I go to these all the t- I used to go to these pl- this all wow. the time. And I said, well, I'll, and I, I said, look. You know, you've come to the right place because this is one of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my life. I'll have to. I've never heard of it.
1: I'll have to check it out next time I go yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. Do you I, remember Quiznos was good? I, I love, love Quiznos. The, toasted, the bread. Yeah, yeah. Is that still around? No, I, I
0: think Quiznos went out of business. You know, they went really heavy into marketing and advertising. With and, the
1: rats. Or the mice? Yeah,
0: it might have been. It might have been. But yeah, I I was a huge Quiznos guy. But yeah, I don't think Quiznos even exists anymore. The other thing, too, about Ike's Loving Sandwiches, they have a variety of breads. And this was on a toasted sourdough hoagie roll. Oh, my goodness. It was. Sounds deadly. It was epic. It was absolutely fantastic. Like I said... One of the very best sandwiches I've ever had in my life. So there you go. Ike's Love and Sandwiches, if you're going to the States I just mentioned, or just go to the website and figure it out. But it was, yeah, it was amazing. Phoenix is
1: a decent city. I, I kind of like Scottsdale, maybe because I'm getting old. So it's sort of the Fort Lauderdale of Out West, <laughs> a little
0: bit. No, Scottsdale Scottsdale's great because there's a lot of great shopping. Um, we used to stay across from Biltmore Fashion Square which in, in the good old days actually had a Borders, which was... Oh, um, I miss those. It, it had a Borders, but to this day it still has a California pizza kitchen and a Cheesecake Factory. My God, that's,
1: <laughs> that's deadly.
0: And also a place called Zinburger, which they make absolutely phenomenal hamburgers over there. But we, we haven't stayed at that property for a few years. We've been, we've been at a couple of resorts, which the resorts are nice. We stayed at the Phoenician the first time we were in. Incredible resort. But there's nowhere to go or nowhere to eat except on the grounds of the resort. And resort pricing and uh, <laughs> Bally Sports per diem don't get along real well. <laughs> just just leave it at that. It
1: would have served you well that per diem if borders were still open. I think borders went out of business because people would drink coffee all day and look at books without buying them.
0: I think there was there was there was part of that too. I I miss the borders here at Carrefour.
1: That was a good one.
0: Cuz sometimes I would just go and I take my computer and I would do my game prep there. You know, look at a couple of magazines, maybe buy a magazine or two, maybe buy a book, but I I enjoyed that experience and I I really do miss it. It's it's not the same. All right. Um man, we're going deep in this episode. Let's get to the grievances.
1: I look, you go first. I'm, I'm- I don't know if I'm cognitively—I co- can't even say it. Cognitively impaired because I'm— <laughs> So much for dry January. Yeah, right? I'm drinking in my car. No, I'm Because I'm, I'm so sleep-deprived from the trip, but I'll, I'll let you go while I try to sort one out. Okay. Uh, it's rare that I don't have a grievance, I know.
0: Yeah, I almost had to come up with one. But I'm going to come up with one that I think—why—well, I know why. Technology companies come up with different printer cartridges— and different connecting cables. It's absolutely insane. And I know you know Apple changes the connectors. You know we got Lightning and USB and USB C, and, and 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 that's fine. The real challenge is, and I'm I'm coming up against this myself because um, I print my notes all in color because everything I do is color coded for the games, and so I have a color laser printer. It's expensive, but it is worth it. Well, now this laser printer is about to bite the dust. And the problem is the toner cartridges, and you have four separate toner cartridges. You have uh, black, cyan, magenta, and yellow. And these cartridges are pretty doggone expensive. Well, I can't replace this particular printer with another printer that takes those toner cartridges Okay, because this this because this printer has served me so well for so long, it's basically timed out, and I try to be very very proactive. I don't want to be caught without you know printer ink. So I have a couple of toner cartridges, and these toner cartridges are like a hundred bucks each. Now, if I get rid of this printer, I, I've got several hundred dollar printer cartridges or toner cartridges I can't use. How long do they last? The
1: cartridges typically? I know it depends.
0: It varies on how. you're I probably go through two cartridges a season. Wow! So, the, what what's happening with my printer now is like after every time I print, it says jam in output bin. There is no jam in the output bin, so I open up the back door, let it reset, close it. But I have to do that like after every page, which is kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but you know that that's the thing. And whether you have an inkjet printer or you have a laser printer or any type of printer, the whole ink thing is is an absolute racket uh, because you know, they're always changing which number it is and, and all that. So, so I've got to weigh whether I find – because I can buy a reconditioned version or a reconditioned same-same printer for like a fraction of the price and use up the toner cartridges, or I can just you know, take that as a loss and buy just a brand-new printer and start over. But if you buy a refurbished printer, how long is it going to last? Yeah. So. Do you write that stuff off for business? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But, so yeah, my grievance is, you know, why do we have to change the printer cartridges for every damn printer? First world problem, Mr. Printer. I know it is. While
1: you're staying at the Ritz, printing in fuchsia.
0: (laughs) Good stuff. Uh Uh-huh. I, like I said, I had, I had to work, hard for, out, had to work yeah. hard for a grievance today. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a reasonably good we'll mood. We'll give you Aaron Rodgers as
1: your grievance. Okay. How's that? Okay. And this is sort of an ancillary grievance okay. for you. Mine's not much better, I'm going to be honest with you. Wow, people we're, that are, we're slipping. People, I know, we're almost like in a halfway <laughs> decent mood. Do we need to stop, abort this mission, and hey, just do they, another Hey,
0: one? hey, hey, the sun is out. It's all yeah. good.
1: People that are contrarians, for no reason, It doesn't necessarily make you discerning. What, you mean like Aaron Rodgers? (laughs) Yeah. Well, not even just... I'm talking about a regular person. Right. Not not even Aaron Rodgers. You don't have to be that level of asshole. Just to, to be a contrarian... We all have those friends that we love dearly, but some of them, like, they want to disagree for the sake of disagreeing. They think being contrarian makes them more discerning or intellectual. No, it just... Sometimes... It's better just to let it go instead of being disagreeable. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Do you and know people? Like oh, that? I abs- oh, of
0: course I know. contrarians. They, they'll be like, "Hmm."
1: To be devil's advocate, first of all, when someone uses that phrase, yeah, to yeah. be the devil's advocate, just say I'm being an asshole. <laughs> don't even you don't even have to say that part of it. And you know it's coming, too. Oh, yeah. You can say something that you're really passionate about Mm -hmm. or you feel strongly about, and you can see that little smirk come over their face. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, I don't know about that. And Mm -hmm. it's just like you want to punch them almost.
0: You don't. (laughs) Well, yeah, I've known contrarians in my life, one of whom used to just get on anybody that had an Apple product. Bro, oh, wow. How could you possibly use that? The Samsung phone is a far superior <laughs> technological achievement. How could you? And it's like, look, dude, you like Samsung? Rock on. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I I'm 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 on Apple Island. It's fine. I maybe You either
1: have an Apple phone or what's the other one that everyone that Well, that there's likes? Google and Samsung. Yeah, but what are those What's the 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 broad term? The Droids. Use? Yeah. Droid people are very contrarian by nature. You ever notice that? Yes, it's I like, have. Why do you have this stupid phone that no one has, <laughs> and you're really proud of it? Or, pe- yeah, or people that are either Mac or whatever. It's like they want to get into. It's whatever. Yeah, you know. it's Who cares? Yeah. You
0: do. You do. You whatever that is. Whatever phone you want to. But have. droid people are just.
1: They want to fight yeah. physically yeah. about it. It seems like
0: <laughs> so. We've, we've, well, God, we people need...
1: pull out these phones that you've never heard of, yeah, and they don't seem really functional. You yeah. know, on a, on a widespread scale. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and just because, be, just because I have, you know, the MacBook and I've got the iPhone and the i everything doesn't make here. Here's an Apple snob. Well, that's fine. Well, no, but here, here's the thing that I didn't like. When the contrarian says, I am being a sheep because I buy Apple products.
1: I've got buddies like that with Delta Airlines. I fly American, right? So my buddy Petey, Greg Peterson, love him to death, but it's just he gives me so much hell about American. Yeah, I get stuck a lot, obviously. That happens, but I don't think Delta necessarily is inherently better. It's a little more posh. It's a little more expensive, but... I don't—I'm I don't, not going to fight for any of these people. Yeah, I mean— It's like people that are real entrenched in their politics. Yeah. And they get stuck in. I'm not pledging blind faith to anything. A phone company, a political party, probably not even a religion. It's just like, whatever.
0: Yeah, what, be, whatever. Be you. Don't yeah. have
1: to crap on my parade.
0: Yeah, because I, I, was, I was looking at a trip for All-Star break. And— you know, there, are, there were many considerations that went into planning this particular trip. And I have status on American, as do you. I fly American a lot. I've fortunately, knock on wood, I've not really had any major issues with American. I've been very lucky with commercial flying for the last few years. I really haven't had, you know, major issues. Um, but I also love Delta and you know you look around it's like okay well what timetable works best for me i've I've got a certain schedule that i'm trying to meet a certain you know thing i'm trying to arrange here so i have to end up balancing on okay price timetable convenience where you're going where you're going a lot of things and it's like and you know what? Delta turned out to be the better option. Okay, I, yeah, that's fine. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I don't love American, but it goes to where I'm going most of the yeah. time. It just works out that way. Delta's
0: nicer. Yeah, it is, with, without, without a doubt. I mean, if you are loyal to an airline, fine. That's fine. But don't try to force me to be loyal to the thing that you like just because you like it.
1: You Delta-flying, Aaron Rodgers-loving, <laughs> droid-carrying, using people. Now, 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 we're now, getting, you, now you're now, now, now getting, you're, angry, now, now you're going to the angry, now you're going to the angry Now we're we'll getting good. I'm waking up. Okay, good. My sleep deprivation is slowly vanishing.
0: Well, good. So now that your sleep deprivation is vanishing, it's time for you to uh, grace us with your uh, mindful moment.
1: Yeah. Now that we got a little bit worked up, it's a good, there's a method to my madness, <laughs> Mr. Pranica. So I was talking a little bit, you know, you and I often talk about on this podcast, but to each other as well, the importance of mindset. So I was on my trip to Houston. I left Sunday, Sunday night, had a great time, got in, uh, that nice dinner that I was talking about, the Intercontinental, woke up, what, I worked with Rice. It, a lot of times when I work with these teams, I don't get to eat lunch. You know mm-hmm. how it is when you're on the road. So I'm like, okay, I'll just leave for the airport a little bit earlier and get a nice dinner in. So left, I don't know, about four o'clock, I had time before what was supposed to be my 7 p.m. flight to Memphis. So I went to Papado's. Mm -hmm. Good choice. Yeah. Good dinner. Um, And then my flight starts getting delayed. They had really bad winter weather, as we were talking about Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the podcast, in Texas, of all places. So, you know, when they start kicking the can down the road, Mm -hmm. it's not going to leave at 7. It's going to leave at 8. It's going to leave at 9. It's going to leave at 11. It's going to leave at midnight. Sat there till about one in the morning. Finally, they canceled the flight, which I never understand why they do that. I think they know mm-hmm. on the onset, right? But they just keep doing that. So, like I said, it also happened to be the national football championship was in town. So, Pat, the flights were absolutely packed. Took me two hours to get a cab. Mm. And when I get to the front of the line, Everybody was leaving the airport to go to a hotel to stay mm-hmm. and try to fly out the next morning. I get to the front of the cab stand and the attendant says, where are you going? I need a hotel. Well, he's like, that doesn't tell me much. I'm like, I'm not from here. Uh, the closest one. All right. The Ramada of all places. Somewhere you would have never stayed. <laughs> it's not I, I did many, many years ago when I was yeah. doing it at a high school debate tournament. There you go. It's probably the last time it's been clean, too. But... Um, got in there there's a lot of people standing there i get to the front of the desk at the ramada we don't have any rooms i'm in a strange town don't know what's going on i haven't slept i'm like you don't have anything she goes hold on let me check there's a guy standing next to me would you like to would you gentlemen like to share a room it's kind of like trains planes and automobiles uh-huh. Almost. Uh-huh. The guy looks at me and goes, well, I'm with my pregnant wife. So I'm like, absolutely not. I'm yeah, not into yeah. this. I'm Deal not, breaker. This is, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they give them a room and then she goes, hold on a second. I think she felt sorry for me. She goes, I have a room. It's partially cleaned. It says uh, it's a do not use room or a not in service room. We would have to give you the towels to use. Do you want this room? And by this point, it's, I don't know, two, three o'clock. In the morning. In the morning. In the meantime, yes, of course. I'm talking to Holly on the phone at the same time. She's nice enough to help me out. She booked me a flight for 7. So I get in the room. It's about 3. Okay, I'm going to get up about 5 to get to the airport to get an Uber. So I get to the airport. This is at Hobby, not Bush, Mm -hmm. where I had been frequenting. I get to Hobby. They check me in. You got a lot of time. What do you mean I have a lot of time? It's at 7 p.m. Oof. This is not Holly's fault. She said seven. I should have known. I should have I'm an adult. I could have looked. I could have booked it myself, to be honest. She was sweet enough to do that. And I'm like, shit, what am I gonna do? I have no idea what to do. So I'm sitting there. I get on standby for another flight. It's at like six AM. I don't get on it. I call my friend, or I text my friend Ryan. You know Ryan, the guy that Mm -hmm. that tweets at you. He loves you, by the way. Ritz Pete. He calls you. He's (laughs) a big fan of yours. (laughs) Ryan Dixon, greatest guy in the world. I text him and I'm like, "Man, do you want to have breakfast?" He's in the Woodlands, about an hour away from from there. Nice neighborhood. Very nice. Not even bougie. It's posh. Yeah, it's very
0: very posh. Very posh. I've been there. Yeah, it's posh. So
1: so he. he goes, hold on a second. He calls me. He goes, what are you doing? I explained the situation. I haven't slept. I can't catch a flight. I've had a, one canceled. I can't get on standby because of all these Michigan fans that are here for the football game. He's like, let me look at my schedule. He works for Energy, he's an mm-hmm. executive with them. He's like, I'm flying out tomorrow. So I got a pretty light schedule today. Why don't we do this? I'll pick you up, we'll have breakfast. I'll put you in my guest room. You can sleep a couple hours while I work on the computer, and then we'll mess around the woodlands for the rest of the day. And it really turned out to be just a wonderful day. I got a couple hours of sleep. I was really sleep deprived, but we had breakfast together. We had a really nice lunch. We had sushi. He took me to the real bougie shops in the woodlands. We walked around. We got our steps. We talked. I got to catch up with my friend, kind of see how he lives, Uh, just a wonderful guy. I feel like because for whatever reason, I sort of employed the right mindset. I could have tried to go back to the Ramada and slept or stayed in the airport and just have been miserable. I think for once I handled it in a pretty good way. I tried to look at it, Pete, from a mindfulness perspective. Something that we tell the athletes and the corporate types that I work with, we can't always control what happens to us, but we can control our response. And I tried to generate positive energy and be optimistic and kind of went with the flow and it, it turned out to be a wonderful day.
0: Yeah. So. Well, see, and, and that's something that I think a lot of people, because in, in that situation, I can imagine a lot of people would just be what, what have come to be known as hot reactors get pissed off, throw stuff, curse, you know, whatever. And you know the movie Apollo 13, right? Yeah. It's a scene that did not happen in real life. But if you remember, um, they're in the lunar module. It's getting really cold. And, uh, you know, Jack Swigert and Fred Hayes start arguing. And Jim Lovell, played by Tom Hanks, says, we are not doing this. We're not going to go around and around in circles. And we're still going to be the same place we've always been. And that's the thing that I've always tried to remember is that when something comes up, when there is some bit of adversity, just to spin your wheels and be pissed off about it. Oh,
1: Has it ever made it better? No.
0: No, no. And all it's done is you have expended this psychic energy that you probably could use to uh, a better result rather than just being pissed off i mean look a little expression of anger every once in a while is not a bad thing to blow off some steam but to get wildly upset about something over which you have zero control or not even it's a waste of time
1: not even getting angry even like if you can control your frustration level somewhat and i'm not suggesting not to feel we've talked about this before like with the stoics and things still feel what you feel it's healthy Mm mm-hmm Process your emotions, but don't be controlled or dragged around by them. Know that a lot of times it's, I love the phrase, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. Stuff just happens that I can't control. So what I need to do is when I can, when I'm mindful enough to remember this is control the controllables and try to let go of the rest or at least go with the flow if you can.
0: Yeah. There's also an important distinction too that I've picked up in my reading of eastern philosophy and of stoicism and that is so often we say i am angry or i am yeah. frustrated you are, no you are not frustrated you are feeling frustration yeah. you are not your feeling that feelings. little bit of nuance that separation yeah. yeah from you are not angry but you are feeling anger anger is a feeling that is happening to you so now the question is what are you going to do about it and that I th- that's a to me that's a hugely important distinction that people don't often make because it's just the idiom that we have is like I am angry I am happy, you know it, it can be a positive emotion. No, you're not happy. You are feeling happiness. You are feeling contentedness.
1: Well, it's like the Irish have that saying. I, I think it goes something like sadness has come upon me. Mm-hmm. It's not, I
0: am sad. Right. No, I'm not sad. Mm-hmm. I'm Greg. I'm feeling sad, mm-hmm. or it's come upon me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well said. All right. Almost time to wrap up here. Uh, what, what you got going on? I was back at Lausanne a little bit today,
1: I think, um, after the ML King holiday. A few days after that, I will be uh, Gardner-Webb in Siena next, and then probably another McNeese State. I'll be working with Memphis as well so mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on gotcha
0: okay well you mentioned MLK and MLK day is coming up on Monday which for the Grizzlies it's been it's been an amazing celebration we're going on year 22 of having the MLK day game here in Memphis and it's it's a bit of trivia that I didn't really appreciate until I got here but the first MLK day game was Memphis and Portland and I called that game for Trailblazers television.
1: How how special is that? So I,
0: and that, that was back when, when they were in the pyramid. And, and God bless Andy Dolich, who went to David Stern and said, we really need to have an NBA game in Memphis for MLK. And David Stern, as the story goes, wasn't like, well, what are you talking about? And Andy Dolich was, was very persistent about it. And it's grown to be a tremendous holiday and a tremendous event and a tremendous unifying force in the community and for us that are that work the telecast so there is the um earl lloyd sports legacy symposium which will be at 3 30 on monday it'll be it's in the grizzlies practice facility and we are honoring alex english renee montgomery calvin hill and ozzy smith for their contributions (coughs) to civil and human rights and i get to host the symposium symposium which is it is at once the most enriching and rewarding things that I do the entire year long but it is also the most nerve-wracking because you are talking with people who have done so much with their lives beyond what they did on the field um and you're trying to get these stories and you know you haven't really met these people you know these people you know their public persona but you don't know them as people and I remember Had a wonderful uh, conversation as part of the symposium last year with Nancy Lieberman. And I did not realize this, but as a young girl, she met Muhammad Ali. Oh, cool. And that is one of the things that really got her into the civil rights movement um, and, and allowed her to develop this sense of social awareness where she has done a lot of really great things in the community, the dream courts, uh, which she has built all over the country, including in Memphis, and it's um, it's a long day because the symposium runs from 3:30 to 4:30. We are pregame, and 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 the symposium airs on on Valley Sports, so uh, you can watch it there if you don't go to the game. If you go to the game, the game ticket allows you to get into the symposium at 3:30. That runs from 3:30 to 4:30. Our pregame show from 4:30 to five. Then at five o'clock, Grizzlies take on Golden State. And uh, so, I mean, we're on the air from 3.30 to it'll probably be close to 7.30, which four straight hours of live television is, is a very, very heavy lift. But there are a lot of people in the Grizzlies organization who just put in an incredible amount of hours to make this holiday, to make this event come off. And um, like I said, it is the most energizing and enervating at the same time, it really, really kind of wears you out. When you finish that game, you're you're just you're. It's what,
1: it's what they call a good tired, I would imagine. It's
0: it's a it's a very good tired. It's it's very very rewarding, and uh, regardless of the outcome of the game, hopefully the Grizzlies win the game. It's going to be a, a bit of a challenge. It'll be the third game in four nights, um, and then to, to wrap it up with that. But uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, you know, working on questions, trying to elicit good responses from these people, talk about their community involvement, what they've been doing, uh, you know, since they left the competitive playing field. Um, Grant Hill has been an honoree, so his dad, Calvin, is being honored. We haven't had a lot of baseball players, but Ozzie Smith, is, is we're great to have him. Um, I think, you know, I, and I've had the opportunity to interview people like um, – Willie Mays oh wow, which which was which was crazy because you know we, it's a pretty big stage and they, they seated Willie Mays closest to the stairs because you know it was so difficult for him to climb those stairs well the geography of it put him like on the other side of the stage from me and I think Willie you know probably was very close to legally blind at that point in time and I asked him a question he says, "Where are you?" <laughs> so I'm over here, Mr. Mays um, and also Jim Brown. I mean, to talk to somebody who actually marched with Dr. King is just an incredible, incredible experience. So, uh, yeah, I I hope people come out to the game. Uh, the Grizzlies are, are playing super hard, uh, with or without John Morant, they're going to give great effort. And as I said, you know, they, they beat a Dallas team that had won four of five, uh, and they were, uh, relatively healthy. They certainly had Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving and the Grizzlies still beat them. So, uh come on out for the game come on out early for the symposium take the day enjoy revel in it and uh, it'll be a good day we've got a team that really lays it on the floor that's all that matters yeah absolutely absolutely as long as they lay it on the floor yep yep you can be
1: proud of them a, a quick uh rest in peace to franz beckenbauer yes one of the greatest soccer players of all time won the world cup for west germany as a player and a coach I saw him play when I was a little kid with the New York Cosmos, one of my idols, like Pele. So mm-hmm. it's uh, I feel like I'm getting older, Pete, cause the guys that I watched are starting to to pass away. So. It,
0: it's it's one of the hard parts of uh, being more mature, yes, is you see some of your childhood heroes. Start to pass on. Uh, we're going to uh, on that high note. On that, <laughs> on that note, high note, note, yeah, we're we're going to pass on, but only from the podcast. Oh, uh, this is uh, hey episode twenty. It was uh, it was an epic, uh, epic, epic, epic episode. I think is what we want to say. Some alliteration there. Hey, you know I. We're both sleep-deprived. I mean, both of us are operating on very, very little sleep. Thankfully, no alcohol, or otherwise, this could have really gone off the rails even more than it already did. He's Greg Graber, mindfulness guru and educator on Pete Pranica, TV voice of the Memphis Grizzlies. We thank you so much for your continued support of Live a Little, this crazy little podcast about everything and nothing, which comes to you from the world galactic headquarters of Pranica Media in East Memphis. No producer, no engineer, no technicians, just Greg and me sitting across the table from each other and chatting about stuff. Hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you for episode 21, wherever that may be.